Hello and welcome to Gravitas Wins Conversations. This is the third episode in our fatherhood series that KK and I are doing. Today we are discussing about bonding with kids. Let me set the stage here. In the last episode, towards the end of that episode, KK mentioned we need to spend a lot of time with our kids so that we can bond with them. That phrase caught my attention. So then I discussed with KK can we do a full episode on it and here we are we are doing that episode. Bonding with kids is not an easy task especially there's a gap of age and we also live in a materialistic world. There is an ongoing demand to work more, earn more, bring home more and we can as fathers we can get into that particular treadmill and easily excuse ourselves for working more saying ah oh, we only do it for the uh, home and for the betterment of our kids amidst this how do we bond with our kids that is what we want to discuss today kk do you want to start with some background about your family and what are you doing to bond mm-hmm. with kids okay fine yeah thanks for take, picking that thread the josephs i when i mentioned that it was maybe i thought like a casual remark but even after after that point and after our discussion i also wondered and went back for us any field we want to excel in we definitely need to put in a lot of hours of work right mm. like it mm. goes without saying like any field you want to gain mastery or even some sense of semblance we all need to do that i believe we also need to bring the same philosophy to bonding with kids Uh, now how much how much percentage what's the level at which we should bond all of that that's a very vague this thing according to me uh, it it is more like in the in the in the case of bonding i think it's to me it looks like more like a binary like either your kids bond with you or, or you're <laughs> not there yet <laughs> mm. so there is a lot of uh, room for uh, improvement i realized this very recently only I, my kids i have a younger elder daughter who is like kind of uh, years old and i have an younger son who is like 4 years old um, so i also have a, my wife works for a bank public sector bank so we both are working parents which mm. demands that somebody has to be there at also home like some elders so we we rotate like sometimes my mother comes and stays with us sometimes my mother in law my in laws stay with us because although i actually work from home for the last one and a half years but we know all the demands of this thing it is one thing that we are working from home but it is another thing to take care of kids so mm. i don't think uh, i don't think that's like uh, we can we can mix and match and uh, we can say that okay by working from home we can manage the kids also i don't think that's that's a workable solution so we have relied on our parents and they have been very supportive and uh, yeah i think that's something which had helped us in bringing up the kids and they also had a layer of very different perspective to the overall kids growth and uh, yeah care and nurturing so that's about the family joseph and uh, some background coming to the i mean bonding itself like i said it's more a recent phenomenon like last maybe one year till then they were very small and somehow it didn't strike me also as much as today that i think i need to be very close with my kids right like like what you mentioned in the introduction that we all are in a treadmill for various purposes that treadmill also <laughs> was one of the factors but yeah i think now maybe in the last one year i am taking a lot of efforts and i'm trying i'm seeing some positive signs but yeah 
I think like a plant or a tree, like a plant, how you need to nurture kids or also yeah. like that. So you are a very, I mean, you are ahead in the journey, Joseph, and why not share some tips or tricks that has worked for you with your kids? I mean, with the, both the boys, you do a lot of activities with them. You do joint activities like running or working, I mean, the studies and other things. So how, how, how does that work for you? So KK, the first and foremost thing is, I think all of the things that you see outside running, all of that has to emanate from some kind of a principle, some kind of a thought process. So for me, when I got my boys, I mean, the first kid, somebody said to me, I forgot who said that to me. Somebody said to me, you only have 15 summers with your boys. That's all. You have 15 summers. That's it. And you need to make the best use of it. And it, it struck me hard. You only have 15 summers with them. If you're lucky. And so one of the things that you would know in, in software industry is we all get married early, but that is when we are also growing up in our career. So we are focusing full-time on our careers. So, and then most of us work for a US or an European client. So from morning, six o'clock, we'll be on a call and it'll go on until the evening, six, seven, eight, nine, there's no end. Uh, so then it is highly possible that we miss out on participating in the key milestones of our kids when they're going to school or, or even before that, when they say the first words, Amma, Appa, or whatsoever, when they go to school, whatever that PTMs are in school, all of those kinds of stuff we might miss out on. So I, I decided early on itself that until they become about 12 to 13, I'm going to spend as much time as possible with them. Then whatever foreign trips or any other things might come in, any opportunities or anything might come in, I will take it. So initially, I'm going to prioritize spending time with my boys. And then subsequently, I'm going to uh, take up any opportunities that might come in as well. That, of course, it meant the priority means certain things that you are saying no to and certain things they are you are saying yes to as well, right? So that is one thing. I, I, I realized you only have 15 summers and you need to spend that time with the boys, only then you can bond. Because in their early days, if you bond with them, it'll be easier for you even afterwards you go out and even if you don't meet them for a year or two, whatsoever, you would still be able to bond with them. In the initial days you are away and you didn't make a bond with them, then after they are hitting 15, you hit 45 and as much time that you can spend with them, the bonding is not going to happen. It could probably a respect they will develop, but not a bond. So I said, I'm going to do that. So that's one. I said, the early days, I'm going to spend time with them. Then once I realized it, I would read a lot of uh, storybooks with them. I will play with them. Uh, when, I, when I would come home, I will uh, do a drama with them. I will play. I will sing songs. I will ask them to sing and all of those kinds of stuff. And when I moved to Panchkula, I was lucky. Again, you, you have already said you have hit uh, that lucky rate a lot, which is true. Uh, so I started working only three days a week. Again, with that particular realization, only three days a week. So initially those two days, my boys were still going to school. 
once they come back from school i would spend time with them i will almost like 3 hours or so every alternate days whenever i was home i would spend with them reading books asking what happened in school taking them for a walk whatever whatever that i could do i'll i'll do that right so that's the second thing i i spend a lot of time with with them so i think these two things is what i am doing to bond with them and i'm seeing a quite a bit of a good results and i will tell you what i am spending time with them you know as as you rightly said uh, so i was listening to i was listening to one harvard professor he said you need to make memory if you want to be happy you need to make memory very powerful that memory is what is going to bond whoever it is you know so when you came to panchkula we went for a walk uh, basically it is the same uh, thing we went for a trekking for an about an hour so that's a memory i'm i'm sure anytime you think about panchkula you're going to think about that we went for a trekking in, in suswan dam right so that's a memory that you create you might forget everything else but that memory is <laughs> is going to stay so i try to create as much memories as possible with the boys rather than taking them to a movie taking them to a mall those are all short term kind of pleasures but not they will not remember it long term but they will definitely remember all of the memories right so so i go jogging with them i go to, uh, walking with them we go out and eat when we are eating we are only discussing what's happening and and as you know my younger son is very much interested in cars so he will go on rambling about one car after the other so we are creating memories so those are the three points that i would say one knowing that you only have 15 summers you need to spend as much time as possible and when you are spending time with them as much time you are doing create memories mm-hmm. is is what i would say so kk how are you practicing these things or, yeah. or how are you spending time so few things that i have started doing joseph in this year is of course i have heard and uh, read also that the bedtime stories from fathers i mean in general uh, bedtime stories for children seems to have worked and there are a lot of scientific evidence to back it up also so initially what i did was i used to we used to buy both english and tamil this i um, mean children's books mostly picture books i am buying because mm. they are very young and if it is tamil i i read mem- in memory and uh, i tell them like what is the essence of it and if it is english again i will read them and i'll translate them and i'll tell them what is the story i'll narrate it so that's how i had been doing but then off late i started experimenting few things one is if it is english i went one step ahead and said okay i will read loud with the intonation with the voice the rising thing with the drama sort of thing it's not as much as enacting but one level down you can say no physical sort of enacting but more like with the voice that is something which i'm doing if it is english yeah i read it with the drama and then i'll say okay if this means this is what it is they don't yet understand english uh, because they are just in the kindergarten so it's mostly tamil is what we are speaking at home and tamil is what mainly we do although they are in an english uh, cbse school so i'm fine with that but the thing is i'm i was started doing this and uh, that's also in a way it is good i'm seeing some difference because for example my son after i enacted i think one or two stories recently uh, maybe a week or a few days later he started he had picked up few words from what i had enacted and he started doing that <laughs> and it was really fun actually so 
okay i understand okay what is the impact it has created now so that was very very impactful to me actually okay this is something which is really working and uh, we should continue doing that and i'm also part of i also write and read a lot so in general as you know so i've been part of some writing clubs and fortunately last this whole month like the last four weeks uh, as part of the writing club we are, they had been bringing penguin publisher children authors authors who had published children's books through penguin and yesterday was coincidentally one author came his name is deepak dayal who has written a very good best selling books from for the children so what, the question that i asked him was like okay how can i how can i inculcate reading habits in my kids because he is an author for children so he said i also said that okay i'm reading this picture books and all of that he said one very interesting point he said when you are reading also spend more time on the pictures go into the specifics the details the intricacies mm. the colors all of that explain them so that the children they have a deeper understanding and it also improves in multiple angles a lot of things the understanding of the overall story itself their memory and yeah multiple angles i i actually agreed okay i think that's something which i have not done even though my elder kid my daughter she is very fascinated with these colors crayons drawing and all of that you give her a white paper you leave her for some time like 15 minutes she will do something and from her memory she will draw something she will color it and she will come back to me and say that this is your gift and she will say <laughs> explain a story for that okay so she is very interested in this sort of thing so i feel that okay if i do deeper about the picture related thing itself i'm sure for my elder kid that is going to be really i think she is in that zone she likes all of that painting and drawing and all of that i'm sure that will really help her yeah. so so that's that, something <laughs> that's a very good uh, point actually you know it will help the kids to see all of the details and yeah, while you are yeah. i mean that's the best time right i mean you are telling them a story if you are telling them a story about an elephant you can you can talk about all of the elephant's yeah. features Yeah. so that they understand that and then anything that that's a very interestingly i wanted to ask you this kk you have a, a daughter and a son in that you are lucky i have two sons do you find any difference i know the, your the son father, is the fathers who have daughters are more luckier than joseph <laughs> absolutely absolutely very true very true so you know to rub it out <laughs> this is my turn this is my turn <laughs> uh, so I know your son is a lot younger smaller is there any difference between the expectations on the bonding and whatever time you are spending is there any difference between daughters and uh, sons from that particular angle so uh, joseph to that point my son mostly emulates my daughter actually the elder one at this point whatever she says he also repeats so a lot of times that has been the case like uh, since uh, he started speaking like 2 years so most of the thing he says or just a repeat of my uh, daughter's thing so at this point although they are quite very different in behavior and the likes and dislikes that is very evident that they are not same they are very different actually one likes chapati and another likes dosa <laughs> one likes coconut chutney another likes tomato <laughs> chutney so their preferences are very different in that sense and if my if i ask my kid to uh, i mean give me something of her food she will give it immediately but my son doesn't do like there are i'm just trying to say that okay they are 
very different it, but it is always the case like okay, uh, daughters <laughs> daughters will take care of the fathers fathers yeah, <laughs> yeah. so, so I, I, have, I have i have a doubt i have a doubt or i have a concern about my older age older age yeah <laughs> you better be concerned about it <laughs> but one good thing is at this point i think whatever interests my daughter my son comes along at this point so if i say that okay i'm going to tell a story okay if you're going to go out if my fa- uh, daughter likes then my son is on board so that is to some extent i think this is only probably until he is able to take some decisions or probably until he is able to come out of that maybe another year or two mm. what i am seeing maybe after first grade uh, i am sure he will come out of that and of course there will be always some influence of the elder one on the younger one and i am also seeing that although i don't know whether this is a very right statement at this age to me but girls or daughters mature little earlier than the boys uh, and that i'm seeing uh, from the way she talks understands communicates lot of things perception and all of that so my my son is still very naive and i mean both are naive but he's is he doesn't understand a lot of things so yeah i i don't see yet a major difference but yeah few things that they like some of the biases are coming in actually joseph so that is something which i am very worrying actually my daughter tell me more my daughter says that okay i will like a pink doll only barbie i like or uh, this papu that's a beer which is in pink color i like whereas my son i don't know how he got that he says that girls only like uh, blue or pink and my daughter also likes a green or something so only they like that boys only like this and the choice of toys right like if car is there then uh, naturally my son is there saying that okay this is mine girls don't mm-hmm. i don't know how this has come in but i'm trying to educate them saying that it doesn't mean that okay colors only girls should like a pink or a blue or whatever and boys should only like a blue or something like that so this is something which is at least because we have seen that okay these sort of biases come can distort in the future and it we i mean at the, at a global level we are trying to avoid that at workplace and all of that mm. i think the seeds of that are sown as angers like 4 years and 5 year olds so i think this is something which as parents we should be aware of uh, and uh, i think we need to really very uh, very true very true focus on and that I, I and i'm surprised because we always hear this nature and nurture all of those kinds of our concepts and then and when we read it it is probably at a distant level that we understand yeah maybe but when we see it at home with our own kids then it 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 kind of hits you and that's when you realize oh my god this is probably true right and and i think what you said about you know daughters maturing faster i would say that it is very true uh, my <laughs> sister is 4 uh, years younger to me but now she's the default uh, decision maker at home <laughs> so so everything passes through her whatever it is everything yeah. passes through her and we have to have the stamp of approval of my sister, sister. otherwise it doesn't happen so i mean yeah i mean I, i think so from that sense i think as you grow as they grow i think that demand will be lot more seen yeah the, the differences differences in the demand differences in all of those things probably now it is way too young the other one point that you mentioned is also interesting we mimic each other that influence yeah. that is there and True. especially the young, elder one, younger one is always mimicking the elder one and yeah. i see that at my home also i think i think in between me and my sister it happened but <laughs> i i see that in my home as well is that 
uh, whenever I ask for addition, should we do this or do that? There is always, okay, what will you say? What will I say? And then if, if the elder one says something, the younger one mostly say, yeah, maybe I also <laughs> like it. Uh, very rarely they will, you know, kind of fight on that particular aspect. They they okay. fight a lot, but at least on this aspect, I, I see that influence of the elder one being there on the younger one a lot. Yeah. Uh, but But as they grow, probably they will diverge. So Joseph, one thing which I wanted to interject at that point was like, in your previous uh, response, you were talking about the influence of probably the work, right? Like what we do, nature mm. of work, probably. Uh, mm. Like most of the, uh, at least a significant part of India, middle class, upper middle class, they had all taken the engineering route and yeah. they had all started working for software services. And uh, this has been a very big growth driver for the economy since the early yes. 90s, late 80s onwards. And by default now, people ask by company names like, okay, are you working that? Just but it also comes with its own set of limitations, like what you said, because we work for the US and the European clients, the Western clients, or probably the Eastern clients. But yeah, it could be varying. What's the, what's the, what do you think is the impact of that on bonding, right? Like, because I'll tell an example. In my one of my previous organizations that I worked, there was a chief solutions architect. She's a woman. I think she got her kid a little late, actually, because she has already reached a, a very senior position. And there was a big deal that we had signed. And there was this transition happening from the client to us. And we were based in Chennai and the client was based in Bangalore. It was a large networking equipment manufacturer. So as part of the transition, the organization made sure that she was still in the stage of giving milk, actually, mother's milk, feeding, actually. So they made sure that every day they had booked a flight, at least for a month, I think month or two months, I don't know, the entire transition period. Morning she'll go, evening she'll return. She'll fly from Chennai, Bangalore, Bangalore to Chennai. Because just to ensure that that mother's feeding is really important and probably because she was also very senior and she is a very good stakeholder in that deal. And I think this is one thing which also alters a lot of the perception about the company, how you take care of the employees and other things. I don't know whether this they, they would have done the same thing for all the employees, but the point is at least they are showing that they are going to do this extra mile thing. So what do you think? Because I had also been in that we take late night calls and all of that. So what do you think of the impact of this industry itself? To, to say specifically because we both are from that industry. That's why I'm asking about this. So a couple of points, KK. And as much as it has helped us, otherwise I would have been a lecturer or in a teaching job, much like my parents and my family, others. So I'm, I'm thankful for this particular industry. I have the opportunity to work here, make a living and do whatever that we are doing. So I'm very thankful for this particular thing. Like every profession, there is going to be a negative thing attached to it as well. There's going to be pros and cons of that particular thing. And not all companies take care of their employees well. Now, some, it might not, you know, like for, for example, small companies, they might give you certain things. They might be able to, from the CEO the, down, uh, they, they will all know you, each other. Uh, there's a close bonding uh, because it's a small team and so on and so forth. But in a large company, something else might be there, but this particular relationship may not be there. Uh, not all companies offer this. I mean, not all companies can offer this. They, they are not in a position to offer this. And even if there is an opportunity or uh, affordability, they may not offer that. Uh, basically, from a profit motive perspective, they might say, if we would give this, everybody will ask for it, and then there will be more. 
the profit will go off and so on and so forth, right? So I think one, we should find a company that will help us. So this is where in one of the conversation that I had with Meenakshi, you would also know her, is that she said, we often think of choices as sacrifices, but rather you should think of it as priorities. At, at a certain point in time, you are prioritizing something other than something else, rather than thinking of it as, oh, I'm sacrificing for my family or I'm sacrificing my family for my office and so on and so forth. Don't, don't think of that. I, I, I buy into that particular thing. So I think at some point in time, you need to prioritize. So, so for me, as I said, I picked up a job in a smaller company. I only work three days a week. Obviously, that has an impact on my revenue, my income. But I picked it up. That, that's a priority. For the first 15 years of my boys, I said, I'm going to prioritize spending time with them, their education, their growth, and all of that. So that's, that's what I would say. So you need to pick up, you need to prioritize what is important for you and take accordingly. Right? So that's the second uh, thing that I would say. The other one is, whatever you do, whichever company you are in, you might be in the best of the company that takes care of you and everything. You will still have days which are not good. Your mood is upset. Things didn't go well. The client yelled at you. The project failed. The delivery failed. All of those things could happen wherever you are, right? In one of the interviews with Andrew Agassi, he said, again, they got married much later, Andrew Agassi and Steffi Graf. And I was, I was a huge fan of both of them. They got married late and they had a kid. And uh, in one of the interviews, the interviewer asked, how was the Andrew Agassi and Steffi Graf, the, the Wimbledon champions, how are they as parents? How are, how are you as, a, as an Andrew Agassi? You know, how are you as a dad? He said, when I come home, so his boy was very, very little. So he said, when I come home, my son does not care his father won a Wimbledon champion. Or he he lost the championship point. It doesn't it doesn't matter to him. For him, what matters is my father is here. Is he playing with me? That's all matters. So I think even we are like that. But like I mean, for for our kids, I think that is important. So when I when I come home, when I when I reach home, I play that particular interview of. Of course, now it is very different. They are grown up, so I don't do that. But when when they were young. Almost every day before I step into the house, I will play the particular interview in my head. They don't care, you know, dad is handling a million dollar project. He released a good uh, release and the client appreciated. None of those things matter. Or, or there was an escalation and the client is elegant uh, father, abusing the father on the phone. Nothing matters to my sons. True. Very true. Right? <laughs> so, as soon as I come home, I refresh myself and I go hug them and have a coffee with them or, or a tea or, or whatever my wife would have prepared. I stay with them, right? So I think those three are the points that I would say, you know, you need to prioritize. And as, as Andrew Gassi said, your sons do not bother what day your dad had. You need to do that. So that's what I would say. So Joseph, another uh, thing which touched me was on the some other aspects that you told. I think that can we do it as a follow-up to this session, like the following session, like because I think you touched upon multiple things in your response. So I really feel that maybe we should delve deeper on that angle in the coming session. What do you think? We, we, we will do that. What is that? 
i think i made a note i will come back to it let's okay. keep the suspense also for the audience okay wonderful <laughs> <laughs> but i want to ask you because see we stay in chandigarh uh-huh. my parents do visit here of i mean once in a while or or something like that but then the climate can be erratic here the climate is during winter it can go to <laughs> 5 degrees i can understand and, yeah and during summer it can go up to 48 in in them coming from a tutukurin and a bangalore uh, climate it is it is not uh, easy for them to cope up so they don't they don't come here often whereas for you you have the luxury of your mother or mother in law coming in yeah how does it play in especially you as a father bonding with your children so we are still within that how does that help you how does that play in that particular thing kk okay so it's more like a it's less like a luxury but more like a need actually because mm. since both of us are working i don't think there is any other way otherwise we need to have a maid at home uh, mm. to take care of my kids right i think in your case again you are lucky because you have a good rani as your <laughs> queen as your homemaker but yeah because we made a decision to pursue a career both of us so that that puts a i mean the choices are limited like two two or three probably you can either leave them yeah. in a kids crush or you can have a maid or you can have somebody from your parents my father was very strict from mm. the beginning and my kids were there that i think one of us should be there to take care of them so he ensured that he was staying along with my sister also for some time when she was here when my brother in law was in still in us or us so my mother used to be staying along with me so both my parents one with my sister and one with me actually so they they prioritized i mean this value also came from my father to some extent that he made sure that okay let's not look at other options i mean we will even though they could live a little happier relaxed retirement life they said that no at this stage kids are more important and then the growing stage and uh, we need to be there so because of that i think they they were there uh, with me at least till my first kid was like at almost like 3 years and then unfortunately my father died and uh, because of the family situation my in-laws stepped in and they had been with us for the last couple of years so it definitely helps on two angles one is the daily chores right like because they are there they are taking care of some of it mm. of which my bandwidth is not is not required to be spent on that as much as needed so i can really uh, spend a little more time similarly with my wife also right like mm. for my wife also the same thing so because they are there so they are able to take care of some of the household requirements and that's really giving us some additional time in our hand for both my wife and my for me so yeah so that helps us to uh, spend a little more time than what we have spent on outside the the kids doing the home related stuff and all of that so it's also brings down our <laughs> stress levels <laughs> stress levels great yeah and i think i'm i'm, I'm sure so whenever we would uh, go to my sister's house where my parents are and then the boys will be there i ensure that uh my dad grandpa talks to the kids about the values and everything i'm i'm sure in your case also probably that's a regular occurrence you may not really orchestrate it as it has to happen because in your case they are there all the time but in my case i had to orchestrate it so i think that is also one another thing the values that you say you want to instill on your kids lot of it would have come from your parents and when your parents say the same thing i think it becomes lot more solidified in 
the kids mind so in yeah, that also and, and also they also have a very different view of the life and world mm, itself right like mm, because they mm. are more experienced than us mm, maybe mm. in some cases we are more information heavy download and knowledge in some angle but uh, i think they have wisdom on their side <laughs> compared absolutely, to us absolutely absolutely so <laughs> i think after 40 years we realize that more than information wisdom is needed <laughs> <laughs> right you know i mean information would say that okay if a barking dog is there throw a stone at it yeah <laughs> but this time is just <laughs> don't disturb it you go along your path and it will go on your on its own so that wisdom is something which i don't think you need uh, somebody wiser who had been there and who is ahead of you uh, to share i think uh, with when grandparents are also there the kids behavior also very different than how they behave with parents right like with parents there is a different sort of demand and or behavior versus grandparents so that's also really helpful and useful and it's required actually i don't know both of us are lucky in some extent with using the grandparents which not many people probably yeah. be having yeah. yeah i think i think with those wise words and the wise uh, analogy that you gave probably it's a, it's a good time to end uh, thank you kk for all of this uh, that you are doing thank you thank you joseph thank you it was a nice talking to you i hope you enjoyed our conversation if you like it please subscribe comment and share it with others and if you have any other questions that you would want us to discuss please share it with either one of us and we'll be happy to uh, discuss them thank you have a life of wins